Hello, and welcome to How Long Must We Sing This Song with Doug Vinisky, where we talk about perspectives, creativity, health, and finding solutions to long-existing problems. Hi, and welcome back to How Long Must We Sing This Song. I've been gone for a little while, working to launch a small internet venture. And that's sort of what I wanted to talk about today. But what I really wanted to talk about was us, the idea of us that's been on my mind for a while. We spend so much time in modern society focusing on our differences, our very minor differences. I consider myself a student of mythology and stories, and the great Joseph Campbell did so much work to show how we're all the same, especially in our origin stories of beginning and forming civilizations. Our collective mythology points to a pattern of oneness that reinforces the fact that we are all 99.9% .9 the same on a genetic level. So I wanted to do something that focused on our collective similarities. And I think the greatest similarity we have is when we engage in a conversation, when we have a language that we can share in, when we share understanding of verbal sounds and visual symbols and agree on what those tools of communication mean, it automatically creates a sense of us. I think there's too much focus these days on the concept of the other. It's understandable. I think the concept of the other is embedded in our subconscious and it goes back to warring tribes and even further back to warring hominoids and even further back to primitive animal states of survival reactions and thinking. In the very Campbellian sense, I think we see this ancient fear of the other expressed in modern culture in a multitude of forms. We see the other appear in Game of Thrones, where they're even called the others. We see it in the Let's Build a Wall movement. We see the concept of the other appearing in the numerous and extremely popular stories with zombies in them, and in the superhero and war stories where the hero is in conflict with something portrayed as subhuman. We even see it appear in the early child play of three to five-year-old kids who begin labeling good guys and bad guys early on. Obviously, there's some environmental factors involved there with media and parents, but there's also an argument to be made that there's a nature element being expressed as well, sort of an epigenetic trauma of the original trauma from the survival of the homo sapien race that homo sapien race is well alive and won the war a long time ago clearly the human race dominates the earth's landscape these days we're not afraid of tigers so much anymore we're scared of each other and most of us aren't so different from each other when i traveled around the world on the semester at sea program in college I saw firsthand that people weren't so different. No matter where they were, there were good people and there were bad people. That's true today everywhere, including in the United States. When I was a child, I had a certain feeling about being an American. When I traveled the world in my youth, I came back thrilled to be an American. There are great places and great people all over the world, but I came back from my travels knowing for sure that the U.S. was a special land, a special place, and a special idea. I don't see people having the same feeling I had about the idea of America as a kid. I don't see people talking about Americans as one people much anymore. As a child, I always marveled that the initials for the United States spelled U.S. Us. I just thought that was so cool. After 20 years of working in branding and a few months studying the way the forefathers thought when they branded the country with words and symbols, 
I can't prove that abbreviation was done intentionally, but I'm sure it was at least a happy accident they intended to subliminally reinforce the idea of us being one people as a nation. So I wanted to do something to remind us of us. When we speak the same language, we're of the same culture. When we have the same symbols, we have reference points that we can refer back to and through which we can reveal ourselves. So I hope GoAmerica.us serves as a conversational meeting point, and I hope it's one of many. I hope it's a center ground. I hope it's a place for people to come together in ideation, discussion, and reinforcement of their unity. A way to remember, we may have differences of thought, but all of us are generally all about the same things, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness with an added opportunity for a better tomorrow for our children. And yes, we're absolutely capitalists who want to sell some products, but those products are truly designed to be a vehicle for a greater message. And the message is, we can't go any further with solving problems if we can't at least meet in dialogue. We can't even have a chance to dance out of our constrictions if we are unable to see and realize we are one nation under a groove. What the world needs now is to wake up to the reality that we are a global us. We've never been more of a global us than we are today. The problem is that some people want us to be divided because it allows them to seize profit or power. They know there is nothing more powerful than us. That's why the forefathers founded a United States. And the only way you can fight that divisiveness is through tolerance, love, and unity. And the USA still leads the global us. So we hope you'll join our democracy-focused, capitalistic expression of what we believe the U.S. of A. and the us are really about. Thanks for listening. This episode was sponsored by GoAmerica.us.